Hey, how's it going, Tanya? It's good, LaSharma. It's good. I normally say, hey. But I know. <laughs> I was grabbing something right quick, and now I'm totally focused. So, yes, um, woo, today is a new day. I take each day like it's a new day. It's been a rough time. Um, not ready to discuss it on the podcast until the testimony part. <laughs> comes through mm-hmm. but it's just you know as we talked offline it's just a rough go i've been yelled at about all bad men um <laughs> throughout this whole month <laughs> if it was work if it was personal it was it's uh so um and not just me and anybody and then then you know i got the sorority stuff going on and i got the kid stuff going on and Oh, it's just been a week. It's just been a lot going on. My week was pretty good. It was good and it was um, a little stressful. Um, I was working on a very um, tight deadline uh, for my writing. Um, I think I mentioned it uh, before about an opportunity to um, meet with some um agents in New York uh through a program yes. that I was involved in. So we had everybody who was trying to participate, we had until February 16th to um submit our manuscripts for consideration. So I had already submitted one manuscript, which is a fiction manuscript that I had already had completed and kind of ready to go. So I, I submitted that kind of early on. But my bigger project that I really wanted to submit is um, my memoir, which I'm writing um, kind of about my widowhood, my widowhood journey. So I've been, you know, working on this project for a few, mm, couple of years actually now, you know, starting it, writing the intro and things like that. But it wasn't all together because I'm more of a fiction writer. I have been doing a lot of uh, creative nonfiction writing um, about relationships and about my 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 husband and just things that happen in life. But writing this particular project is so much more personal than I feel like my other creative nonfiction pieces have been. And it's really causing me to delve deep into my personal life and, you know, thoughts and um just things that I've been going through and how I've been maneuvering through this journey, things that I've learned about myself and writing that has been a challenge. Like a lot of times when I've sat down to write and it's like, oh man, you know, it just makes you become very reflective and I had to take time away from it. (laughs) And so I had the whole long story short, I needed to pull the things that I wanted to say and make it cohesive and create the story. So this process is getting me in that direction. So I had to have 25 pages of the manuscript finished in order to submit it. Uh, So I got my 25 pages, but it was so down to the wire because the deadline was like 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And a lot of us, because we're in this group chat, we kind of were under the impression that we would have until like midnight. February 16th, but uh, the organizers sent an email the day before and reminded us that it was 5 p.m. that day. So 
I was at work on the clock at the job <laughs> and I was in my office and I was pounding on that keyboard, getting my synopsis together, my manuscript overview together and really tightening up, you know, those 25 pages. But I got it in and oh my God, I felt so good uh, getting it in because I'm like, you know, it's stiff competition because there were thousands of women on, you know, a part of this uh, program that we were in listening to these webinars on the publishing industry and all of this was really great uh, the last six months. And we were all kind of taken by surprise that they're giving us this opportunity, you know, to come. And initially we thought it was going to be open to everybody, but they hit us with the bomb in January. Like it's only a hundred openings. So it's like, Ooh, this is like stiff competition. So I have two manuscripts um, out there and I am praying and claiming that, you know, God makes this my opportunity to get in front of some agents, you know, to present my work and hopefully, you know, get representation from an agent. Uh, so fingers crossed. They're going to notify us on March. My fingers crossed. Touch and agree. Touch and agree. Let's say. Manifest that. Amen. I'm with it, honey. I'm with it. All of it. Fingers crossed. Manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Look, all of that stuff is going to make things work in my favor. Well, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, so that was kind of how my week was really getting that together. And then, you know, we had Valentine's Day fell in that week. And it's funny because yeah. I had some tentative plans. You know, I didn't have plans, but then a friend of mine, you know, mildly suggested that we go to maybe we'll go out to dinner and he's not a valentine's day type person so i didn't know i was like is he trying to go out for valentine's day without really making it about valentine's day so it was like i didn't know where he was coming from but we had these tentative plans and then they wound up you know kind of falling through but at the end i was kind of okay with that i wound up not having any contact with him you know i was like you know what it's really better for me to be at home focusing on what I needed to be focusing on, which was that February 16th deadline. So I wasn't feeling bad, you know, about the fact that I didn't um, do anything for Valentine's Day. But one of the things that I was thinking about, because of course it was all type of news coverage um, about Valentine's Day. And of course, this newer trend of Valentine's Day, you know, mm -hmm. hang out with your girlfriends, you know, show your girlfriends this the same love and, you know, um, appreciation that Valentine's Day is for, you know, for the lovers, you know. So now they're pushing women to uh, basically, no, no, it's not even love themselves. And I would prefer that over. And that's what we're talking about today, because. When you push us to either, it's like you're mandating Valentine's Day. Either you got to have a lover or you got to have girlfriends. Mm. And then my question to you as we were talking about what we were going to talk about today was kind of like, well, what if you don't have girlfriends? So now you're you going to really be doubly stressed, you know, like, man, I don't have a, I don't have a significant other and I don't have any single girlfriends that I can hang out with. And I'm going to say single girlfriends because we all have some type of friends, you know. Sometimes we are closer with our work friends and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, the whole Valentine's Day thing, I was like, mm, 
I don't think I like that, you know, because I'm personally in a situation where a lot of my friends that I hang out with, guess what? They're married. (laughs) I befriended a lot of people who were married um, when I became a member of my sorority, uh, Delta Sigma Theta, and I was married too. So we all had this in common, you know, but I was the one, you know, who suffered the loss of my husband. And I would say even when my husband was here, we still had a totally different relationship um, than my friends had with their husbands. So I still kind of felt a little ostracized or a little um, not included in, in this box that, that they had with their um, significant others. So I was like, I think I like more of the self-love aspect of Valentine's Day. You know, I think we need to focus more on loving ourselves, appreciating uh, where we are. Like if we're not in relationships, we still need to give ourselves the love, you know, that we would like from a significant other. You know, like you might go ahead, I'll let you speak. I must say, with Valentine's Day, I think it's becoming like a hallmark, like the rest of the like Valentine's Day is. It's becoming um, um, more of a, you know, hallmark commercial. Commercialized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like things. Now, here's the pros and cons to Valentine's Day. I like it because it does um, create more togetherness as women. But like you said, the, the con is if you're not someone who has a lot of females, you know what I'm saying? And as you know, in life, you and your females are not usually always single at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're single doesn't mean your friends are single now. That's right. So now you got to deal with, okay, I don't have nobody and I'm not single. I belong to another, uh, also a denied sorority organization, uh, Sigma Gamma Rho. Incorporated, and I can tell you, majority of my sorors got a man. <laughs> okay, so the Valentine's Day doesn't necessarily always happen, um, because some of them are already married, um, and that's you know something that you got to think about as well when you're doing Valentine's Day. Um, I would have preferred probably, like you said, like a self-love type of thing, like self-love, self-love times the next day or something. Mm-hmm. But I get, you know, why they do Valentine's Day. I like the togetherness of it, but wondering when it doesn't fit for the widow. Because I feel like Valentine's Day, like even though I was pro it for the last couple of years, eventually as I go through this journal, I mean, this journey, as I go through the journey, I realized I don't know if I fit in that box either. What happens when you don't fit in either one of those love holidays? You know, yeah, right? And, and that, some of these people are just single because they haven't found anybody. Where you found your, you know, your your chapter and your chapter ended abruptly due to death, and now you got to figure out these love holidays. You know, Valentine's Day is when I lost my virginity. So it's an extra day. You know, it's a special day, too. So it's an extra reminder of being alone. Um, But say if they don't have, like, you know, days, you know, say if you come to this day and you don't have no friends to go out with, and then they are, when you go out with your friends, they either talk about they man that ain't doing right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that got something to do, and he's doing great. But today they're not celebrating. And you know well, how long it's taking them to date, and how ghetto it is. But you know they're not, you know, saying, "Okay, Tanya, tell us about the will journey." They're not saying that, right? And you know, so I how do we that, fit um, in? Well, I think that I'll go back to the statement that I, I said earlier because when we first started doing um, our shows, you know, for Valentine's Day week. Uh, mm-hmm. On the podcast, remember we were you had uh, found something online, you know, and it kind of took women through this journey of you know writing a love letter to yourself, doing something special for yourself, you know. So I think that in this life journey, we think we're so in control, mm-hmm. and we found as widows. We are not in control. You know, we made decisions to get married for better or for worse. And we're thinking, especially being younger widows, oh, we've got a lifetime. It's going to be a lifetime before, you know, we have to deal with sickness and death and things of that nature. So you think I'm done with being single. I'm done with dating. This is my guy. This is who I'm going to spend my life with and have all of these holidays, you know, good or bad. This is my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it creates a stability in life, whether <laughs> you're happily married or not. It's kind of like, I know from myself, there was a lot of things lacking in my mm-hmm. marriage, but I still felt overall good being married because it was like, it was just a sense of stability. Like I wasn't out here trying to choose between this one and it just, it was a stable way of living. Mm-hmm. But then what happens when you don't have that? Now it's like, oh man, I got to start over. Mm-hmm. You know, so I look at it like in anything that you go through in life, the one thing that you can count on is yourself. You can't oh, count on you can't is. count on your girlfriends because friendships, they come and go. Like they say people are in your life for a time, a season, and a reason. They're not always going to be guaranteed. So you can have some pretty good girlfriends, but when Valentine's Day comes around, y'all might not be there right now. Y'all could have fallen out. This may be a season where you're not talking. Like I had a really good girlfriend, and this is the one I've spoken about her <laughs> on the podcast before. You know, mm-hmm. she kind of ghosted me, decided, you know, she didn't want to be friends anymore. But this was a friend. We always had a friendship where we went through periods of talking to each other consistently. And then we would kind of just kind of flow into something else. But it was never any bad blood. It was just kind of like that was how our friendship always went over the 25 years that we were friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't hang out a whole lot. Occasionally, we when we were together, when we were in our season of togetherness, We may go out to dinner or something or have a lot of phone conversations, but I could not have counted on her like, oh, Galentine's Day, let me hang out with her because we just might not have been there. Then I have my other two friends. They're no longer living in Michigan. They both dispersed out of state. Then, you know, the other people that I hang out with on a regular basis, they're currently married. And it's kind of like, who can Sherman really depend on? Who does she need to be the most comfortable with? Is herself because that is who is always going to be there. You know, me, myself, and I, I love Beyonce song. Me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. That's what I found out, right? Because you're like, you know, you can have this boo 
and yeah, everything is going well, but that relationship can end. So mm-hmm. I think it's more beneficial to work on, especially, you know, when these holidays come in, I think we got to come out of the blues, you know, and think thinking about what we don't have anymore, how life isn't, what we expected. Mm-hmm. And we need to use that time to think about, I'm here. What can I do for myself? How can I make myself feel good on this day, you know, that is designated as love day? How can I show myself love? So if that's buying myself, you know, something new, you know, on this day, and I could live just like, just like if your, if your boo gave you something and you could think, oh, he gave me this on Valentine's Day. I always remember it. We could do that same thing for ourselves. Yes, Buy yourself yes. something nice that stands out that you've been waiting on, you know, save up for it. And I also think, like, if you're not in a relationship, if you're kind of in a long-term situation of being single, you know, like, Tanya, you talk a lot about, you know, you're on this drought. So it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> so if you know, yeah. like, the y'all. drought is real. But if you I, say, I'm on a drought, but I'm just saying, but <laughs> when, when you know that, then it would be really um, beneficial that when Valentine's Day is coming up, like you've done it before, when you planned your, um, the what you call it, the boudoir shoot. Oh, girl, yeah. You know, I'm something like that. It's one. like already having that in the works. You know, like me, if my mind, you know, had I not did been, three. if my I mind did. had not been so much on, you know, like the, the writing that I was trying to do this month, you know, maybe I would have scheduled myself a massage for that day or made a reservation, you know, to go to a nice restaurant. You know, so I think we just got to turn the tables and not let society dictate you know, how we spend our time, what holidays are supposed to be. You know, we got to make those definitions, redefine it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just in that situation where we have to because life changed for us, you know? I agree. You want to do something for yourself. I like the boudoir shoots, but they can be expensive. So you find you something else to do. I was telling a friend, because she was talking about her boo. Like I said, that's usually (laughs) the conversation. And, you know, we were talking about how to keep it spicy and stuff like that. And I like doing the boudoir shoots. They give me joy. But I have also put on my own boudoir in my room before. Mm -hmm. And if you got your right angle going, baby, you can make it work for yourself, too. So if you're somebody like, I can't drop four fifty, five hundred dollars because mine's are usually, I don't think I went any higher than one fifty. They always in the 150 and under. But there are the good or the better ones that are like 400 and higher. I usually go in on specials. Um, but you can do like one that's like 400 or higher and get the whole experience. Or you can just set up the angles in your um in your um in your house. Yes. Well, yeah, they do a built bath, and all she did was set up the camera a certain way, and did and put her little stuff, her petals, and her little milk in the bath, right, and her own and, bathtub, <laughs> and did it herself. But that stuff kind of that makes me feel good. And I remember when I did one, one time because I did, but I did my first one. Okay, that was really good. Um, and then I did a second one that was re- very, you know, really good and better. And my friend asked me, 
She said, are you done? Mm. I said, done. Wow. Yeah, she said, are you done? And you know, took a whole lot of pictures. Are you done? I said, oh. So then I realized, okay, I can't share, you know, sometimes you can't share what makes you happy with others. Okay. Mm, say so, that. So then I had another one done. I don't think people knew about it until after I got it done. It was the milk bath. And I positioned it to people like, oh, yeah, she needed me to assist her, but she didn't need me to assist her. I went, paid my money, and I wanted to do something that makes me happy and makes me feel pretty. And I did the, you know, the milk bath and whatnot. So I don't have to justify it anymore. I don't have to tell people why I'm doing it. It makes me feel good. I like, you know, dressing pretty, you know, in lingerie because I feel like lingerie doesn't get the rap that it needs. It can be central. It can be an art when you when a woman dresses in a sexier outfit. And yeah, makes shows her feel sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I personally, me, I would have... Um, I didn't do it this year because it wasn't in my, you know, in my budget. And I think because I already did, you know, I did two and then I did my milk bath, which I always wanted to do. I think my next one, they had like a neon, like glow in the dark one. <laughs> I will save my money up for that glow in the dark one, boy. But I'm going to do a glow in the dark. But you can do whatever makes you feel good. Because I think when I do them, I do it for modeling. Like, I don't know if anybody ever wanted to be a model. But that's kind of like your moment where you take pictures of you and they get the good angles and girl, you look good. That's your modeling moment. So that might be what makes you feel happy and everything. But you can't share that with everybody either because on Galentine's Day, you know, like y'all get together, y'all, you know, you discuss it. One of your friends can say something that throw your whole little Galentine's Day off. <laughs> you know what? You know what? As we're talking and I thought mm-hmm. of you saying what you just said about what your friend said to you. Mm-hmm. I think that what what women, I feel like women, there needs to be like a national day of girlfriend healing. Okay, because I feel like women, we are so judgmental on one another. We are so hard, even though we're all going through (laughs) our own stuff, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your kid's father, whether it's your husband. Women are just always so critical of what other women are doing, how they're navigating their lives. Even though they got their own mess that they working on, they would make another woman feel bad about what she has or doesn't have going on. And I think that is, you know, I think that's what we need. Like instead of Valentine's Day, let's go out and hang out. We do that all the time. We need to work on healing relationships, having honest relationships and being able to tell our friend, you know, you hurt my feelings when you said that. Because some of these people just don't be thinking when they say certain things, you know, and it's not until they get into a situation that they may think about it. Many years later, like, oh, I remember I said that to my friend. I don't know, because some people, I think I remember, I think you will remember, but some... You said they too far gone. <laughs> they self-absorb. So when you're self-absorbed, because their brain doesn't work like, oh, dang, maybe I should have said that. And I don't think they ever had that moment. Does that make sense? I don't think it connects like that. 
Yeah, um, but I, I think, think they say sometimes it. we have to we have to tell them like, and they may not receive it well, you know, in that moment because they're thinking, well, I would, you know, you got those people that think, well, I was just telling you the truth or telling you how I felt. And you're like, well, your feelings don't always, I, I try to tell people all the time in a certain, you know, in a non-confrontational way, your opinion does not have to be expressed on everything. Girl, Some things are better left unsaid, you know, if it's not. Or it's the famous, mm. <laughs> sometimes you just have to say understood I, I went through that I did that all this week understood because yeah, I think a lot because of times when we're talking sometimes we're just talking to express and I don't mm-hmm. think one of my my daughter you know she's going through her um her her self her healing journey you know doing a lot of therapy and one of the things that she has learned in therapy like when her friends are talking she's now she asks them do you want me to just listen and be supportive or are you looking for advice and i think that's a great because the part the bad part most of the time you know people would just give the advice when it wasn't mm-hmm. asked for they're just giving it and i do believe that most times they are trying to be helpful, but we we lack that empathy. And I think we 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 don't stop to put ourselves in the other person's shoes because it's really easy when you're on the outside of a situation and it just seems like, well, you should just do this. Well, if it was just that easy, maybe that's what I would have done. You know what I'm saying? But we don't know the different things that a person is dealing with internally because we have a lot of things going on in our lives, you know, trauma from past, you know, childhood trauma, trauma from past relationships, all of those things affect what we're doing right now today, mm-hmm. you know, and if you, my friend, I don't care how long you've been my friend, you're just not privy to everything that I've been through in life because as women, we're not telling you everything. We're only mm-hmm. telling you a portion of the stuff that, you know, we we're going through. You know, so I think we have to operate under, you know, how can I help her and you, but be here for her. You know, we don't want to beat each other up and make each other feel like, oh, you know, as people, you dumb over dick. Oh, you dumb over dick. What? (laughs) Oh, I had to think about what you said. I was like, what kind of word? Yeah, yeah. I I had to break it up. they, They said that to you? I haven't had anybody say that to me, but I've heard somebody say that about their friend. I and then, and I kind of, and I, I heard it like in a word of a hypnotose, like a, like that word. And <laughs> I, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. But, but it basically boils, but it still boils down to the fact that because, you know, you're with this man, you like what he's giving you, like you just basically being stupid. You just not thinking. And I'm thinking, well, I think that happens to all of us. I don't think any woman can say that she's never been in that situation where when she looks back on it, mm-hmm. when she's no longer in the situation, you can see it so much more clearly. And you'll be like, I can't believe I did that or I I dealt with that. Oh, my God. You know, so we 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 come to those realizations on our own. And just well, be, and when you have your friend... Work. It blows back to what Faith said. Sometimes the narrative in your head is not what the narrative is. <laughs> and that's why I think where you get kind of hypnotized in the situation, because in your mind, we're together, we having this joy, but 
that might not be what that relationship is. That's where the communication comes in with the uh, partner. And I agree. I don't think you should tell some, you know, tell somebody that they're nicotized. But you, and I do apologize if that offends, tell somebody that you're hypnotized by the opposite sex or the same sex. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but you, you, it could be a reason why that person has to be around someone. You know what I'm saying? I thank God that the abandonment issue that I had from this is the, the male part of a parent didn't make me too blindsided that I had to keep with numerous relationships. My relationships are on one finger. You know, I mean, on one hand, sorry, not one finger, Lord. On one hand, so I didn't bounce from person to person. You know what I'm saying? Trying to heal the inner the inner child in me. I might have liked people. Now, like it is a different story. You know, you like change, you know, with the wind. But to deeply connect and deeply be with somebody, I would have had to really, um, I, I would have had to really be, um, you know, I would have had to be into it with that person. Yeah, I would have had to really be connecting with them. And I think the issue that I have uh, mostly is that I do go all the way in. When I when I give, I give. That's part of a Leo trait. We we love hard and you know, or we go in real quick because we give it everybody the benefit of the doubt. But the one time you doubt that benefit, we drop you like a bad habit. And so that that's something that, you know, as a character, that's my character, but I always do give all I got until I realize what it is. And when I realize what it is. I back up, and if I back all the way up, I friends on you, just like you friends on me. And my friends on, I, I'm tough with mine. Mm-hmm. I don't tag in, and you come back in. We'll be sitting there. Oh, I think we should. You would have to convince me. It would have to be a whole. And so that's even with uh, now that I look at a past situation, that person would have to uh, convince me. Like it would be, it wouldn't be. Oh, let's do this. It's gonna be steps to that. It would have to start with a phone conversation. It would have to be like, so like you said, some therapy. <laughs> it would have to be a whole lot. Cause other than that, you're now friend zone and you'll never leave that that zone ever again. And it is what it is. And and that that that's where I get I get, but everybody are, is different, but they have to realize what it is. Like I said, I knew what mine's mine's is the abandonment. I don't want to be abandoned. And I don't want to be alone. I want to feel safe. But that's the thing. But all of us want that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like for different different relationships with our fathers or, um, you know, whomever, you know, affected the person that we've become today. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've heard the saying before, we're all more alike than we are different. Right. You know, so I think we all, everybody wants love. You know, nobody wants to be mistreated. Nobody wants to be abandoned. That's crazy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we all want that. But um, sometimes, you know, I'm look, I'm no psychologist or anything. 
you know, but there are certain things that, you know, occurred, you know, within everybody's life, you know, that makes them, some people are more tolerable. You know, you got some people like that cut you off, like, oh, you did this to me, I'm, I'm done. And then you have some people that might tend to be more forgiving, you know, more understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem comes when we expect other people, like when they don't do it how we do it, mm -hmm. we look at them like they have a problem. Right. And I think we need to stop doing that. We need to look at like, okay, that's their way, right. you know, and not be so critical. You know, we're critical of people, you know, when they, um, they don't do it how we think it should be done, you know? And I think women in particular, because I think like with guys, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not a part of a lot of men's conversations, but I am pretty sure that men don't sit around like talking about their relationships their relationships it's like they have so much more things in common with each other that they talk about you know whether they whether it's sports or politics and things like that but when women get together i think we are a lot of times giving men too much of our our attention even when they're not even in the same space you know, why can't we, when we get together, let's talk about things that we want for our career, things that we want for our health, things that we want for our finances. But we'd be talking about, like you were saying, what's wrong with this man we're dating? Why he not doing this? Why he not doing that? And that's our whole conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, whether you got a man or you don't have a man or a significant other, I think we need to start just changing how we are with one another as girlfriends, you know, so I think that whole national <laughs> national day of girlfriend healing is is so needed. Um, but maybe and, that's what Valentine's Day supposed. And maybe, maybe we are misconstruing things. Oh, well, that's not what I heard. They were just talking about loving and appreciating, you know, your girlfriends, and that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of it, but I think specifically the healing, you know, how we yeah. do like a national day of healing, you know, for a country or for a state, like when it's just really been, you know, embattled with, you know, a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, they throw out, we need a national day of healing. You know, I think that needs to happen. And you can't do it on Valentine's Day, though, because it's too focused no, no, no. on yeah. love, you know. <laughs> they have healing. healing. You know, maybe call, call up that girlfriend that you haven't talked to or, you know, maybe you felt offended by something she said. Girl, I'm reading this book right now. And uh, it's an old book, but that's how you know, you know, when the truth is written, it's timeless. But this book, let me see when the date of it is, uh, 2005, but it's called Saying What's Real, Seven Keys to Authentic Communication and Relationship Success. And the chapter that I'm on is talking about the first um, relationship or the, the first communication key is kind of like focusing on the feeling, like when somebody says something that, um, you know, that you don't like, or they, like, she gives the example, like, of a husband saying, oh, I'm getting ready to, I'm going to go to bed. And then the example is the wife is immediately upset because she really wanted him to be with her. She wanted them to just have this intimate time. Let's look at TV. Let's be together. Let's be a couple. But instead of communicating that, instead of communicating her feelings, what she says is, you're always tired. You just don't want to spend time with me. 
that that's what she says and that the better way to communicate would be, you know, when you tell me that you're going to go to bed early, I feel kind of focusing on your feelings and it helps you connect more with people. Because if you focus on the, the feelings, you know, you can't help but take notice. So I think that, you know, a lot of times when people offend us in, in our friendships, because we, this, this book is not just about romantic relationships. It's even like, uh, family relationships, friendship relationships, you know, it's just like, we have to start communicating how we feel in that moment, because I know I'm a person that, you know, gets a lot of feelings, but I'll just sit on it, you know, and be like, oh, okay. And, you know, you swallow it or I'm thinking stuff in my head. And so they also says that when you say how you feel in that moment, you're present, you're being present in that situation and not you're not thinking in the future because you also says it's about kind of you trying to control things. Like for me, I'm always thinking, you know, I don't want the conflict. I want to, you know, keep the peace. So I don't say certain things that I really want to say because you're also fearful of the reaction that's going to come. But, you know, you can't be that way, you know. So like going to your point, like with your friend who said, are you done yet? <laughs> you know, about the whole boudoir thing. Yeah. You know, that might have been Some a good time to say. To or, or it might have been like, well, you know, when, when you say that, you make me feel like this, you know. And then maybe she would say, oh, I didn't know that's how I was making you feel. Yeah, no, I took it as she got tired of me saying it. That's how I took took it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And, 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 and uh, or oh, here you go talking about it. I don't want to hear about it. I have no interest. And that's terrible because then this same person could also be a person that's always talking to you about their relationship mm -hmm. issues. So it's kind of like, how you tired of something I'm talking about when I'm listening to you talking about what you talk about all the time? Like you think somebody just want to keep hearing your relationship stuff all the time? Yeah. You know, but when we're when we're friends and we call ourselves being supportive of somebody. We give them that time. You know, okay, go ahead, talk. I'm here to listen. And you want that same thing in return. Because mm -hmm. maybe the thing is, it could have also been, maybe she was kind of envious. You know what I'm saying? And I think that too, a lot of us, yeah, things that we criticize, like things that we criticize, it could be something that we're actually envious of. You know, a person who's, you know, really confident in their abilities and things like that. You know, maybe she's looking at you like, oh, you're investing in yourself. You're taking this time to do something that you like. And maybe she doesn't understand it, you know, like subconsciously. She don't realize that she's really kind of looking at you like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I had that courage to step out there first of all make the investment in myself you know if you're paying to get nice pictures done something just for yourself because sometimes we think oh if you were sending those pictures to a guy she might have had a whole different outlook on it but because you were doing it for yourself it's like what what's the point in that it's a big point in that doing something like that for yourself because i'm making myself feel good we don't, we shouldn't have to rely on somebody else to appreciate our beauty. Those pictures are helping you appreciate your own beauty, feel good. Right. But she didn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? And because she didn't know how to communicate, she, that what, and what this book talks about is like the automatic responses that we say. 
because we don't we have text, we don't really have blood. the words. Yeah, I'm, uh huh. I sure am. But yeah, you know. So but that was uh, audio. Yeah, look, I don't know. That. Hopefully, it's in audio. Uh, yeah, it's old school. You didn't say it was old school, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it is all about response. I do think MV plays a big part in the response. But um, but yeah, the, I guess the question would be to Galentine's Day or to not as a widow. And I think we answered it. It all depends. If you have a friend group that you can do that with, you can. But, you know, be cautious because, you know, sometimes your situation doesn't fit the narrative that's go, that's going out, you know, or the, the agenda that's out here. Right. But, and sometimes you have to figure out what will make you happy. Um, I mean, we mentioned about the pictures. You can write to yourself. Charmin did writing, you know what I'm saying, this week. Ooh, you massages too. Mm-hmm. Massages. You can do something that's going to cater to you. And always think about you. So at the end of the day, you have only you to worry about at the end of the day when it's this time of month. And even though you might not have celebrated love month, it doesn't mean it didn't hit some kind of way this month. It's just a reminder of the journey that you're on. And if your friends are not supportive, you know my advice. You don't got to tell them. <laughs> you know, when she said that comment, I said, okay, that'd be one less thing to talk about with you. Mm-hmm. And then, so what will happen eventually is you'll get the, why did you tell me so-and-so? Oh, she didn't tell me that. Then you finally realize, well, maybe because every time she tells me something, I got something smart to say. But as I sit here with a smile on my face, yes, it's always because she got something to say. Sometimes just being quiet and being present for somebody is easier. But then I don't think the person is jealous sometimes as much as they've been conditioned to always think negative of people that they don't know how to condition the mind to be happy for someone. Mm. And I'll leave you with that thought. Well, I think this is going to been a good episode, Valentine's Day week. Yeah, Some people are celebrating this weekend since Valentine's Day was yeah. on Wednesday. So if we you are, Tamiya enjoy. Yeah, we had Tamiya and Joe concert here in the D. So if you went out, I hope y'all had fun. Um, and from me and LaSharma, happy Valentine's Day to the Or Valentine's Day. Look. Or Valentine's Day. Or self-love. Or self-love day. That's right. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I am your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation.